Our scripture text today is again from the book of Romans, chapter 12. So if you have your Bible with you, or if you want to grab a pew Bible, uh, you could open it up to Romans chapter 12, or you can follow along on the screen if you'd like. Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 1 through 5. Paul says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, to not think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we are many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So I'm wondering if you can help me again with this uh, saying. Last week we, we had a saying that I would share the first half and uh, then you would say the second half and it was teamwork. Does anybody remember? Makes the dream work. Alright, thanks Ronan. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so this, this time I'm going to try it again. We'll see, this one's not as easy, okay? Showing up is... I knew it. I knew that you could do it. Yeah, let's say it again in case people don't know it. Showing up is? Yes, showing up is half the battle. This is a saying that, uh, that gets at something that we experience regularly in a lot of parts of life that we're committed to. You, you know this, don't you? You've experienced this before. Oftentimes, if we can just show up, if we can just get ourselves in that position, good things will happen. At least it will be better than if we didn't show up, right? <laughs> there are so many different parts of life where that's true, and I'm wondering, where is that true for you? Which one of your commitments feels like showing up is half the battle? Maybe it's work. Maybe work feels that way. Just if I can just get there, then it'll be all right. Maybe family gatherings, like extended family gatherings, is, is that way. If I can just push myself into that space It'll work out okay. <laughs> Awkward, but maybe coming to church feels that way for you. Like, <laughs> I'm going to pick on you online, folks. <laughs> Just getting here feels like that's half the battle, right? And that's true for all of us, you know? Like, just getting here is half the battle. Maybe volunteering. I used to be a mentor, and I'm telling you, uh, like for a, a young boy who was 10 at the time, and I, I never felt like doing it. But as soon as I went and picked him up and we spent the evening together doing something fun, I felt so much better. So just getting there, just going and picking him up was half the battle. And then kind of just the normal relationship took over from there. I feel that way about the gym. You ever feel this way? Showing up is half the battle, right? I, actually, if I, feel like, I feel like if I can just get out the door with my gym stuff on, okay, 
I'm going. I'm not going to go there and just sit on the, on the couch or something, sit in the chairs in the rec center. Showing up is half the battle. Team practice is a way that we think about this. Just get there. You don't always feel like practicing or giving your best if you're on a team and you're uh, showing up to practice. But if you can just get there, your heart will catch up. You start to get a sweat going and pretty soon you start to get into it. Maybe that's true about church also, that if we can just get there, our heart will catch up as well. There are so many similarities between teams and the essential elements of a faithful, Spirit-filled, Jesus-led church. And I've shared some of the things that, some of those similarities, we've been talking about that. This is now the third week of, of finding the, the similarities between a team, a good team, and a church, a faithful church. I don't want to say good church because that's such a relative way of talking about church, but a faithful, Spirit-led, and Spirit-filled church. And I shared with you this exercise that I did with the leaders of our church, the Ad Council leaders, and we talked about what are, the, what are the specifics, the characteristics of a good team? How does that show up? And I'm not going to read those all to you again this time. You can listen back to previous messages if you'd like. But I was amazed by, and we were amazed together, by finding that all the different characteristics and dynamics that we talked about as being a, a good team and a good teammate, when I asked, okay, which ones of these are also apply to the church, we circled every single one, except for one, physical giftedness. <laughs> you need that in a team if you're going to win, but you do not need that in the church. You, you do not need to be athletic. You do not need to have those kinds of skills. But we each do bring a giftedness to the team. That's the spiritual gifts that we oftentimes talk about. And I did a, a similar exercise with the compromands, and it was the exact same experience. They could rattle off all the things that made for a good team. Not necessarily that easy to say what is a good church. But when I ask them which ones of these characteristics apply to the church or being a good church member, they also said every single one except for physical giftedness. That was amazing to me. And this was, these were life-giving exercises. These were really life-giving just to see that our understanding of what it takes to, to win as a church and to really get the best out of church, it's not that we can't understand what it takes. You know, we have these other metaphors that if we look at church through that lens, it makes a lot of sense to us. But somehow, our experience of team is not anywhere close to, if I'm frank about it, our experience of team is not anywhere close to what we experience in the church in terms of having common goals, in terms of having that deep sense of belonging, in terms of giving our best so that we could be changed and made better each time we come and practice or compete. But these were life-giving practices to me. And the best part is that one of our leaders texted, texted me after she got home, after driving home from that meeting where we were sharing all these ideas and just the fact that she texted me after her drive home with this idea told me she was thinking about it the whole way home, which that's, a pretty, good, <laughs> that's pretty good if you're the leader, right? <laughs> if you're the pastor. And thinking about something positive that this was sinking in. And she texted me a picture of her daughter's softball team helmet. And all of them had the same helmet. And on the back of the helmet, it said, effort is free. That's what they had. That's what they saw as they looked at each other every time that they got together. 
and we're up, up to bat. Effort is free. Now, we didn't specifically identify effort as one of those traits as what makes for a good team, but hopefully that goes without saying. You don't play games. You don't join a team if you're not going to try. Well, my daughter did in, in soccer, and she just stood there and chewed on her hair. But, you know, she's six. She was six at the time. You don't join a team as a teenager or as an adult to not try. Otherwise, why would you, why would you bother, right? But instead, we talked about commitment. And the compromands knew actually more than the adults of how important this is, this commitment to a team. They said, they just flat out said commitment. Uh, one described it as want to. You know, that's effort. Like, I want to give my best to this. Work hard, give your best. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Why would we commit to something? Why would we commit to anything in life if we're not going to give our best to it? Why would we do that? It doesn't make sense. Yes, showing up is half the battle. But effort is the other half, isn't it? Our giving our best effort. So how then, friends, do commitment and effort show up on this team of our church? How do commitment and effort show up on the team of church? Well, that's a little bit harder, isn't it? When we commit to the team of the church, what are we talking about? What are we talking about when we say, I, I commit to the team of the church? Are we talking about attendance? Mm. Are we talking about finance? Like, commit your checkbook to the church. <laughs> I don't think we'd get very far. When we talk about commit, are we talking about serving? You know, like sign up and the sign up sheets? Are we talking about growing in faith? Is that what it means to commit? Or are we talking about maybe just, well, I believe in Jesus, so then the rest of it doesn't matter? What does it mean to commit? I mean, what, what is it that comes to your mind? Don't share. That would be awkward in this setting. What comes to your mind as we think about that? And what, what then does giving your best effort look like? What are we talking about if, if effort is free, I think we would all agree that effort is free. You know, it doesn't cost you anything to give your very best. Like, yes, you have to rest and have boundaries and all that. But if effort is free, and you can, then you can give that right away. You can give your best effort right now. Not after so many years of being a Christian or so many years of being a member of this church or with so much financial capability. Giving your best is dependent upon you and where you're at. We can see that uh, it's important then to start to, if we're going to view the church as a team, that we can see that understanding and identifying winning is pretty important here, isn't it? We need to identify short and long-term goals here uh, as essential parts of understanding what is the church team. Then people know what they're committing to. This is a hard part about asking people to join our church. I have to be able to tell them with integrity, this is what you're committing to. Well, we're a church family. We really like each other. <laughs> what are they committing to? Well, we all believe here and we're growing in our faith. What are they committing to? And this is the hard 
hard for leaders and for any of us is to understand what is it that we're wanting to see happen in our Christian faith. What is winning? And what are we expecting to have happen when we show up time in and time out? And if we don't understand that, it's hard, even for us personally, to commit. We don't have that same drive as we do as if I go to the rec center two or three times a week. I can trust that certain outcomes are going to happen, right? If I give my best effort. It's not always a guarantee. (laughs) What are we committing to? And then we can also show people how they can give their best effort. And they witness other people giving their best effort. As, they, as people commit, they give their best as a part of the team. And then they also experience a sense of belonging to us, of saying, yes, I'm part of this team. I belong to this team. I'm doing what everybody else here is doing. And they also gain a sense of belonging to God. Well, yeah, this is how I walk in God's ways. This is how I discover who God says I am. This is what we're committing to, friends, is the process, the transformational journey of becoming more like Jesus Christ in this life in a real felt way. Felt first for us and then for the people around us. And so as we go through the journey of clarifying these specifics of what it means to be the church, it remains true for the church and for us personally, individually, that showing up, help me here, help me, showing up is half the battle. Yes, it is true still. Getting here to worship. Or if all you can do is watch online, turning it on and watching online, which is, can be a challenge in and of itself. Showing up is half the battle in getting to the leadership meetings. If we commit to those meetings, show up to them. Showing up to small groups is half the battle. If you want to be in a small group, show up to that small group. Show up to serving. Show up to your relationships with one another. Giving your best to those relationships. And in an individual sense, showing up to your prayer time. To your devotional time. Saying, this is essential for me. So I'm going to show up because it is half the battle. Now, in all these areas, showing up is half the battle. It's true. And I think that's why Paul starts this section of Romans with this line. He says, By the mercies of God, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Here's some some more relatable ways of thinking about that. Show up. Get out the door. Get out of bed. Sometimes that's half the battle, isn't it? Just roll out of bed. Get there and view it as a sacrifice to God. Coming here to worship is not about pleasing me or pleasing other church members or serving or being in small group or giving. It is not to please anybody else except to please God. To sacrifice part of ourselves to the Lord and trust that something will happen. View all of these actions as a sacrifice to God, a living sacrifice. That's half the battle. Just put yourself in those spaces that open you to the possibility of growing, of being transformed. Which is, by the way, the next line that Paul says. 
He says, by, God, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Now you and I both know that showing up is not the end result. Because there's no automatic transformational experience. If there was, if all you had to do was just show up to church, this place would be full. If it was that easy, <laughs> that you just show up and you hear the right things and you stand when they say stand and sit when they say sit, then this place would be full. We can fit, Larry, how many can we fit in here? If we put chairs all the way back, like 400 probably, right? We would have 400 people in here because we all crave that kind of experience. We all want to be transformed. We all want to become our true self, our best self. But sitting in the pew and even doing some of the things we do does not automatically make that happen. We can show up physically to any of these spaces that we've talked about, but maybe, maybe we're not always showing up mentally or spiritually or emotionally. I mean, this happens to me all the time. I'm not just picking on you, I promise. <laughs> promise, I'm not just picking on you. I sit down to read my Bible and I say, all right, I'm committed. I'm putting my butt in the chair and I'm, I'm reading my Bible at 6 a.m. But as I'm reading the text... Boy, I'm worried about something, you know, or I'm thinking about what, uh, what needs to be done later that day, or I'm thinking about that one thing that bothers me, or whatever. And I have to try and just let that go, because I know that just going through the motions, even if I read through all my passages that I have set out for the day, that's not, that's not the end result of just saying, well, I made it through, check, did it, did it today, did it this week, check. That's not the end result. Sure, maybe you're here. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you show up to small group even, but your attitude is, I'd really rather not be here today. Or maybe your thoughts are, I wonder who's going to win the football game later today. <laughs> oh, boy, that was a good one last night. You know, boy, it was a real thriller. I'm so glad the Packers lost. <laughs> Just be nice to folks. <laughs> I didn't say I'd watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I hope he wraps it up soon because I got something in the crock pot. You know, <laughs> that, you know, that's valid. That's a valid point. But that's not the point of being here. That's not the outcome. Or maybe your actions. You know, I'm here, but I actually saw this in worship a couple times. Once on Wednesday, once on Sunday. I'm here, I'm listening, I'm kind of listening, but I'm scrolling on my phone. And as I've shared that with some teachers and other pastors, they've said, oh yeah, I've seen that quite a bit, especially teachers. I'm like, That's definitely not the outcome. You know, we come here to these spaces to open ourselves to God's grace. Showing up for Christians is about doing our best to open our hearts to God and to give our best effort in that regard to God and to one another. It's really when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, it's about an openness of heart, which, by the way, is the hardest part. That's why the church is not full. Because people, generally speaking, don't want to do this hard, kind of reflective work of saying, what is my attitude right now as I walk in here? 
what are the things that I'm thinking about and how do my thoughts control my day and my actions and my outcomes? Are there things that maybe need to change in my life? And oh, by the way, change is super hard. You see, that's more of the reason why this place is not busting at the seams is because this type of spiritual journey is very challenging. It's hard for me. I know it's hard for you and I know it's hard for others as well. What we're talking about is a posture physically, mentally, spiritually of surrender to the God who loves us and created us, who created everything in the universe. That's, that's what we're doing is surrendering to this God. This is what Paul says right before he says, now present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He says here, uh, therefore, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. The thing he said right before that, the, the connection for the therefore is this. Oh, the depth of riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How, search, how unsearchable are His judgments. How inscrutable His ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Or who has given a gift to Him to receive a gift in return? For Him... For from Him and through Him and to Him all things, to Him be the glory forever and ever. This is the one who we're asking to change us. This is the one. The one who knows more than we could ever even understand. The one who will fight for us. The one who will provide for us. The one who loves us no matter if we're having a good day or a bad day. The one who is for us always. Our responsibility as God's people is to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. To show up and to commit and give our very best effort. Because remember, friends, effort is free. Should we put a sticker on our heads that says that? I don't think I'd get very far with that one. Effort is free. And as we commit, this is what we discover. This is what we find. If we can push through the resistance that we all feel to commitment and giving our best, showing up, surrendering especially. As we commit, as we surrender, we find belonging, which is what we all crave. We find hope and peace and joy and love as we realize, as we grow as our, effect, as, we, as our effectiveness is enhanced, as our sense of winning as God's team uh, is on display, and we realize that it's actually all of this is less about our effort. It's less about our strength, and it's actually more about God's. And that's the good news, is that showing up is half the battle. But the effort piece is more about God's strength than ours. We just have to open ourselves to His strength. One of my favorite Scriptures that sort of talks about this is Psalm 37. Psalm 37, David says, Trust in the Lord and do good so that you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. 
Well, listen to this. These are the things that God asks of us. Commit. Trust. Take delight. Be still. And commit here, this was fascinating to me, that the word commit in this psalm, the actual word that's used means more like rolling a stone. The other same word where it's used in other parts of Scripture is more like rolling a stone. I actually talk about then so-and-so rolled the stone away. So it's like if you just roll the stone, if you just get your commitment going, get the ball rolling, you're going to get some momentum in this area. And if you do that, if you commit to the Lord, if you trust in the Lord, if you take delight in the Lord, if you be still before the Lord, then He will give you the desires of your heart. He will act on your behalf. He'll fight for you and He will cause you to shine like the sun as people see the Holy Spirit working in you, radiating from you. Friends, it's by God's grace that anything happens at all in our spiritual journey with Christ. It's not by our strength. It's not by our understanding or by our wisdom that we grow in faith. It's the Holy Spirit that even gave you a desire to tune in today online. Or it's the Holy Spirit that gave you a desire to come here and worship, even if a friend invited you to come. It's the Holy Spirit of God working in us and through us to make this team, Cornerstone UMC, a winning team. The reality is is that Christ has already won. Paul starts this line, by saying, by the mercies of God, present your bodies. Later he says, for by the grace of God, be transformed. Showing up is half the battle. That is half the battle. That will never change. The other half is God's grace. We're helpless without Him. Our effort is a posture and an attitude of surrender and openness. A posture of trust in the God who loves us. Of trusting in the grace of Jesus Christ. And the grace of Jesus Christ is free, by the way. So is effort. The effort to open our hearts to receive God's grace in return. Amen. take about, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute and let's just think about um, in what ways am I committed to God and that I can feel really good about being committed to God where I already am giving my best effort and I can feel really good about that. Think about that part of your faith journey and also think about what are some ways where maybe I could show a little bit more commitment, where I could give a little bit more of this free effort. And, how, and then ask God to show you, like, what might the outcome be if I, if I opened my heart more to you, God? If I could surrender this part of my life, what would that be like so that we can get excited from within? Let's sit with these questions or anything else that has come up in your heart.
Jesus, so often we feel like we have to just give so much for our faith journey and we don't have the strength, we don't have the effort, we're not feeling the enthusiasm that maybe we felt at one point in our life. It feels hard to commit, to give effort, and to change and grow. But Lord, would you help us to see that most of our responsibility is to just show up and to trust that even in our bad days or even in those moments where we can't stop worrying while we're trying to read the Bible, like my experience, that still Your grace is working within our hearts and minds, shaping us to become more like You, changing our awareness of reality, helping us to see the ways that You're working and helping us to see the life that You're inviting us into. So God, would You help us to see that effort is more about releasing what we cling to. Effort is more about surrendering to You to your goodness, to your grace, and to your will for our lives. And Lord, help us to commit as much as we can to you, Jesus, first of all, to one another, and to your church. And Jesus, we pray this in your name, and we 